A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Tommy Tiernan Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about anger. Um, I remember years ago doing this 10-day silent retreat and people had to talk afterwards about how they had gotten on with the whole experience. And there was this woman um, and I had noticed her uh, for a few days just kind of facing the wall, as they'd say, do you know? Um... I was talking to a friend of mine recently and he said, how are you getting on during lockdown? And I said, well, I find myself going to bed very early, you know, half eight, nine o'clock. And he was saying, well, going to bed early is one thing, but having the face turned to the wall is another. And this woman for these three or four days had that kind of, she had a hoodie that she wore up and was making no eye contact with anybody and just seemed, seemed to be a fierceness in her. Anyway, at the end of the 10 days of silence, we had to talk about how the experience was for us. And she said around day three, because you have no distractions and you have a lot of the time when feelings rise up in you, we if we don't like the feeling, we distract ourselves from it. And there are so many distractions available today. So we distracted with a television program or distracted by going online and Going online nowadays is really the um, it's the iPhone and computer equivalent of playing the slot machines. That there's a genius in those casinos. There's something addictive about the the lights and the trembling and the noises, and it's the same thing I think with online and seeking. This is all old news to ye anyway. But you know just. A, Anyway, so we're there in the, in the treat and there are no slot machines. And she starts to talk. And so when feelings arise in a retreat, you you just have to sit with them and deal with them. And um, you can't even get up and go for a walk. You just have to stay sat on your mat experiencing yourself. She talked about how after three days she noticed this anger, maybe an anger that she had, that she suppresses in her ordinary life. This anger just came up and she said for about a day and a half, she she felt guilty because here she was as, at a Buddhist retreat and every time she thought about something, she was bringing hatchets and fire to it. like. And she was very uncomfortable with this. And then she said, after that past 
and she it became so uncomfortable that she she couldn't do that anymore. She said the way she found peace with the anger, which sounds like a contradiction in terms, but the way that she dealt with it then was to burn. She said, I just sat and I felt the anger. And anger is, or is it, separate from what the anger is taken out on. So if I'm angry and I I get angry a good bit and the dog starts licking me legs, like I'll shout at the dog. I'll say, stop licking my fucking legs. And the dog would only just just wanted to check that I was still alive or being friendly. He's a large adult of a yoke. But I'm not, the anger is there before the object of my anger is, or the subject, or I don't know, whatever it is anyway. The, the thing I'm getting angry at is not the s- source or cause of my anger. So removed from all sources and causes, this woman just said, I burned. And she said, it was fantastic. I stopped feeling guilty about it. I stopped um, giving out to myself. I stopped being angry at the fact that I was angry. I stopped being ashamed of the fact that I was angry. And I just burned with it. And that seems to me to be uh, wonderful. You know, I used to be an angry person. And I'm not entirely sure. I mean, people are more than one thing. So when I say that I'm an angry person... You know, I'm a thousand other things as well. I contain multitudes, as Walt Whitman would say. But anger is definitely one of them, you know. And I've no sense of myself recollecting an angry me as a toddler. (laughs) I I don't... And all those photographs of me as a three-year-old, none of them seemed full of fury. Uh, Confusion, bewilderment. And cheese, that's what I was full of back then. And I don't have a recollection really of getting angry until I remember certain things that people said to me. I remember once we were doing a play in a garage beside the river in Galway. Um, this fella who was who owned the garage was making no money out of it. So we closed the garage and we asked him could we use it as a performance space and he says, yep. Yeah. And no one was coming to the show. And uh, I was the lead role in this particular show. And I was just fucking coming in every night. How many? Eight. Eight fucking tickets. We were rehearsing for six weeks. And we've been performing for three weeks. And there's only eight people coming to the fucking show. So there's more people in the cast than there is in the fucking show. There's more people in the... What? There's more people in the cast than there is watching the show. And this friend of mine, he said... Tommy, you're always looking for someone to blame. So I have a recollection of that. I have a recollection, though, of encountering real anger and being upset by it. And it was in a dream. This friend of mine, I saw him one night in a dream doing kung fu on a lady. Um, And... um, it more than upset me. I woke up and I couldn't hang around with them anymore. Did you ever have that? Like a dream that was so visceral. Is that the word? Somebody check. 
Um, <laughs> so engaging, so upsetting that it it distorts. You know, they say you sometimes you you bring the day to the night, like you bring your experiences, frustrations, hopes, and ambitions to the fucking dream world, and the dream world expresses it or maybe offers you a solution to it. Well, this was the opposite now. This was the case of the fucking dream world bringing something to the daytime and me not being able to fucking cope with it. And I wasn't able to sit beside your man for four or five years afterwards. Like, the Kung Fu was that... He, he, it was like something so profoundly ugly had been revealed that I... I had to step away from him, the reality of him. So, you know, I've lost my temper over the years with dogs and and children and, you know, these flare-ups that it's almost like an an ejaculation of energy, you know, that you inflict on an innocent. But that, when my, my son or my daughter or my dog you know, or my wife or my friend or, you know, or institutions. I get fucking angry at institutions. Um, But mainly I get angry at the television and the dog. They're not really the source of my anger, you know. Um, But it's very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult to do what that lady did. And just find a space where you can sit with the energy of the anger and feel it from wherever it's coming from. You know, to feel your anger as a physical sensation. And I've been trying to do that recently. If, if I notice uh, an anger in me, trying to locate it in my body, you know, around my chest or, you know, in my diaphragm or something. And to stay with the experience of that. So rather than... Let my anger turn into a sentence uh, that might come out my mouth directed at somebody. Because that's only the exhalation of it. That's, that's, that is not the source. But to try and just find out where in my body is this, you know. And if you don't attach thoughts to it, it's fucking impossible, I think, really. All our emotions... Unfortunately, I think get expressed in thoughts and get attached to people or situations or CIE or whatever fucking institution is getting on your nerves. But just to try and um, to feel it in the body and to not attach an image or any sentences to it at all and just like feel it. And just, it could be almost... Uh, a pleasurable thing, couldn't it? You know, like if you can't afford to have the heating on until seven o'clock in the evening, just sit with that fucking burning coal in your stomach for a couple of hours. I don't think I come from an angry family, you know. I mean, the father used to snap at me every now and again, God be good to him, like, you know, he's still alive, but you know yourself, God be good to him. He used to just fucking... You know, I wouldn't say he was an angry man, but, you know, that thing of being able to live with it, you know, that's that's the challenge. It's impossible 
not to inflict yourself on other people. But how, how do you protect other people? You know, when you're living with people, you know, you're all the time in. It's a process of continual affliction. Everyone is inflicting themselves and being afflicted by those that they're living with and around, especially now during this particular strange intimacy that we're legally obliged to be in. Um, I've talked to... So some people... I know a, a, a fella now who... He's a dope smoker. And um, I think... I, I think that's, that's his way of dealing with anger. You know, just fucking puff it out of yourself. And, but the anger doesn't go away. It just, you know, it expresses itself then in fucking paranoia. This other w- woman I was talking to one time said... Um, maybe a, a good way. Now, I'm not a ferociously angry person. I don't. I'm not fucking wound up the whole time. Maybe exercise. Maybe that's that's good. You know, you're going for a long walk. Or this woman was suggesting anyway. She was saying, you know, sometimes it's good to get a punch bag and just hammer the fuck out of it every 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 time. You'd need to have it somewhere handy though, like just outside the back door. So every time you notice this energy rising in yourself, you could just say to whoever else was in the room, or even the dog, excuse me for one minute, lest I inflict myself upon you. And I think it'd be slightly more disturbing than to see your partner walk out out the fucking back door and start punch you cunt fuck face bollocks nose fucking CIE bastards I mean that's I don't know how you could then come back into the kitchen uh, and, and finish your tea and the people or someone someone calls round to the house you know say friends of your wife call round to the house or other children from the estate call round to the house and you're there all chatting away and you notice these feelings rising up in yourself and you just say excuse me now for one minute Lest I inflict myself upon you. I mean, that'd be your wife would be making arrangements to meet her pals on the prom, or you know, <laughs> kids, other people's children would never. I, I can't call out to the tears. The face he spends four hours a day be sh- shouting expletives at a leather bag full of fucking laundry and hitting it. What is uh, a cunt? So these are, are uh, um, difficult uh, things, but I suppose the, that there's nothing wrong with the anger in itself. Like, you know, wherever it comes from, and you might never know where the anger comes from, but I suppose it's the anger is a suggestion that something is not right. It's never anybody else's fault it's never even though you know they suffer from your anger it's always uh, it always comes from a good thing do you know what I mean by that like you're you have a sensitivity that is reacting to a situation and your sensitivity is good and maybe it's because your sensitivity feels trapped or under pressure or you know but the sensitivity is good but I'd love to be able to find a way of just experiencing that physically you know 
without doing harm to the people that you love, you know. Is it a handy thing to have on stage? I wonder. I was talking to Billy Connolly one day and he says to me, he said, he says he doesn't drink coffee until just before he goes on stage. And then he says he has an incredible fucking fistful of it. Like, I think he was saying to me, he just doesn't even use boiling water. Just sticks his face into a big jar of coffee beans and fucking snorts them. Whole big peanut sized coffee fucking snorts them up the back of his head. And then when they fall from his navel cavities down to his mouth, he fucking chews them. And he walks on stage angry. You know, he walks on stage. There's no point in... When you go on stage, it has to be an event. You have to bring drama. There's no point in... You know... It being too casual an affair. It has to be voltage. That's what Vanessa Redgrave said to me one time. Voltage, Tom. You need fucking... If there isn't electricity in the moment, how do you expect to fucking... to give anyone a buzz? Fucking drama! But if someone is too angry, it's very, very uncomfortable to be around and you just want to kind of step back from it. My one, one of the things that I've noticed happens to me when I'm in the presence of somebody who's very angry, I just can't stop fucking laughing. Um, I'm almost kind of relieved that that they're taking the burden of responsibility of the anger of the moment and they're just fucking... I start laughing and I think it, it reminds me of uh, when I was in school and if our headmaster used to come in uh, to the class and be roaring and shouting, it was just the funniest fucking thing and the more he... the more he got annoyed and, you know... Really, like a man in his late 40s, early 50s, shouting at a 13-year-old, fucking furious. Like, all the anger was in him. It, it, by the time it reached our bodies, the, we knew that if he, our lives depended on not being seen to be laughing. But fuck me, I don't think there was ever anything as hilarious as that bastard going crazy. So I think the way, uh, not around it, because you don't want to be trying to suppress it, but the way through it is, you know, I think it's a, a Buddhist thing. I, you know, they, what, instead of um, praying, praying to God for stuff they just they have uh, intentions there's intentions in Catholicism too isn't there but the, my version of the the Buddhist uh, intentions would be you know that and it's not uh, this isn't going to cure anything but it uh, over time I think it's a candle that can provide a lit candle that can provide a bit of warmth is that when you wake up every morning just find a moment or two of solitude and silence, whether that's um, lying in the bed with your eyes closed but your mind open and kind of go, may I do 
no harm to anybody today, especially these people that I love the most. May I do no harm to myself. May I do no harm. And then, at, you know, and as often as you can throughout the day, just say that, not in a angry way. <laughs> but, you know, as a kind of um, in gentleness and soft-spoken love to yourself. And at the end of the day, maybe look back and say, well, look, I started off with the best of intentions, but I, uh, I, I may have gotten on top of myself a few times and... Um, look back and say well did I what harm did I do today you know and I think over time what that does is that that kind of um, sets you on a good path and I'm I think anyway and I, I'm not sure that it's possible to get to the far side of it without being on some sort of a path you know I mean there's great release and freedom as well in uh, shouting at the sky if if you ever have the opportunity not on a nice day now uh, that will look strange but please God there'll be a good few more storms now during the winter and if you can if you don't have a punch bag uh, go into the back garden the next time there's fucking thunder and, and and thunder along with it or if you can go down to the down to the shore and presuming we all live on the west coast of Ireland Go down to the shore and the next time the sea is lively, just go fucking hip deep into it and start punching waves. Give them fucking one, two, one, two fucking knockout. That's the thing, isn't it? Just to be able to proceed without doing harm, knowing that it's impossible. And as sure as people do harm to you that you can't really blame them for it, then... You know, that's that's the way uh, to plough on. That's the end of this particular podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.